Welcome, everyone. This is the first episode of the Keeping It Real podcast, and I almost said welcome back because I did already record this episode last night, and then through the process of trying to save it and getting to know this program, it just went away. I say it just went away, but likely, it very, very likely it was user error. So I guess what I'm saying is I already feel like we're best friends, and this is not our first time hanging out. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than the one that I recorded last night. I was planning on doing a little bit more of a deep dive into myself and why I am choosing to sit in front of this microphone. And I'm definitely going to go over some of those things just so that we can get to know each other a little bit better. But after all that good stuff, we are going to dive right into today's topic. And that is the weird stuff we would do to entertain ourselves as kids who grew up in a small town. Now, I know that this is not a relatable topic for absolutely everyone who's listening, probably. But it's still fun to talk about and to laugh at each other and to make jokes. And that's really what the Keeping It Real podcast is all about. Now, before I get too ahead of myself, I'm going to start my introduction. I'm going to tell you five different things about myself that would be, I would say, socially acceptable for me to say on my first day of the semester. So we all know how the professor is like, all right, we'll go around the room, say your name and say a fun fact about yourself. And I don't know why, but this is the hardest question for me to answer because I don't want to be too basic, but I also don't want to be weird and give too much information out about myself. So I will start with some of those more basic things. I'll give you five of those and then I will give you five not so basic things about myself. Alrighty, number one, I am from Utah. And whenever I tell people that I'm from Utah, I get so many different reactions every single time. I've been asked, how many moms do you have? Are you Mormon? Are you a swinger? Do you know David Archuleta? And it's always like, hi, stranger that I just met. Thanks for asking all of these personal questions. And then, of course, there are the people who only know Utah for their national parks. And honestly, these are my favorite type of non-Utah native people. The ones who don't have any preconceived ideas of what, quote, everyone in Utah is like. And you can almost always tell who's a Utah native and who is not based on the way that they say certain national parks names. So, for example, if you say Zion National Park you're not from Utah. It's Zion National Park. I know it's spelled with the O-N and Zion would make a little bit more sense, but no, it is in fact Zion. But spelling doesn't really matter for Utahns because we have a couple of cities with really weird names, including just north of Zion. There's a city called Hurricane and it is spelled exactly like Hurricane, but it's not Hurricane. It's Hurricane. Or there's another city not too far from Salt Lake called Tooele that is spelled T-O-O-L... Oh, crap. What is it? T-O-O-E-L-E. T-O-O-E-L-E. Tooele. Not Tooele. Tooele, as it looks. And I'm not here to talk any smack on my home state. I will violently defend it 
if it is being attacked by an outsider. And I do specify being attacked by an outsider because if me or anyone else from Utah wants to talk crap on Utah, we have that right. So if you're not from Utah, you can shut your pie hole. All right, sorry, that was a little aggressive. Oh, I just realized I didn't even say what city I'm from. So I'm from a little town called Midway. It's like 45 minutes east of Salt Lake City, 20 minutes past Park City. If you know the area, it makes a triangle with Salt Lake and Provo. Moving right along to number two. I don't currently live in Utah, as harshly as I defend it um, and still love it. I do currently live in San Diego, California, and I seriously just love everything about it. I'm definitely a big ocean girly. I love the beach. I love ocean animals. I love surfing. I love diving. I love sand. I want it all over my body. I want to find it in my hair three days later. And honestly, just the overall vibes here are immaculate. The reason we moved here in the beginning is because my husband, William, I'm married also, my husband, um, he is from Southern California, not San Diego. He's from Orange County, but he wanted to move a little bit closer to home. And of course, wherever he goes, I go. And I just feel like I fit in a lot better here, which was honestly a really easy decision to make because it's like, oh no, I have to move to San Diego. But anyways, I do feel super fortunate to live here and to kind of afford to live here. Let's move on to number three, which is my family. So I have a mom, I have a dad, they're still married and on love and stuff. And then I have one sister who supplied me with a brother-in-law first, and then one niece and one nephew. And then I also have an older brother who has supplied me with a sister-in-law and a niece. So I have two nieces and one nephew, and they are literally the light of my life. I wish I could hang out with them every single day. And then I have a brother six years younger than me. And he is a senior in high school, which makes me feel really icky and really old. But I'm just really excited to see where he's going and where he ends up and when he's going to give me nieces and nephews. Not that that's the only thing that I care about with my siblings, but it's a big factor, you know? And then, of course, my favorite family, and that is my husband. His name is William. He goes by Will. But I honestly catch myself calling him William a lot. He introduces himself as Will every time, but his family calls him William. I've gotten in the habit of calling him William. And I just don't want to talk too much about him because I'm going to have him on the podcast very soon. But all you really need to know is his name is Will and he's super cool. And we've been married for four years, which is so crazy to say. Like, I'm 23 years old and I've been married for just over four years. And I know I fit a lot of Utah stereotypes, okay? But what I think is crazy is that you can literally get married to someone before you can rent a car or before you can buy yourself alcohol. And I think at the time, I definitely felt older than I was because nowadays when I see girls that are like 21, 22 getting married, I'm like, 
<sighs> you know, like slow your roll. But that was literally me. So I know, I know, I know I have no room to talk. Anyway, moving on to number four, and that is my day job. So I do have to make money, unfortunately. And the way I do that is by giving private tours at a world-renowned zoo in the city that I live in. You know, I don't really know how much I'm allowed to talk about, but hey, whatever. I do work at the San Diego Zoo, which I think is super, super cool. Animals were never really something that I wanted to work with. Like, growing up, I mean. This was honestly something that I just happened upon. And I'm so grateful that I did because I've been able to meet so many awesome friends and learn so many new things. My jobs previously were mostly in education. I was doing substitute teaching. I was doing summer camp programs. And I learned very quickly that education, especially classroom and elementary education, was not something that I wanted to make my life's calling. And it wasn't even anything that I was trying to go to school for either because I was going to school for medicine. Not like doctor medicine, but like nursing medicine. I started with athletic training and then I moved in the nursing route and then I wanted to work in women's health. And so it all kind of stayed in that healthcare arena. And I'm not closed off to working in healthcare again in the future, but... I think for now, just because I'm really enjoying my job at the zoo and my excitement for nursing school is just decreasing and decreasing. I just don't want to spend all of that time and money on a career that I'm not just like so excited to do, you know, but I will never close myself off to anything. I can still see myself going back and going back to school. But for now, I'm pretty established where I am. So anyway, back to the zoo. Basically what I do is I get to drive a golf cart, a massive golf cart around, and talk at people. And I just get to hear myself talk all day long, and then I come home, and I sit in front of this microphone, and I hear myself talk even more. I guess that's my true hobby. That's my true passion is just talking. No, but there really is so much more to the job that I do right now. We do a lot of work with elementary schools and doing outreach. We will bring animals to elementary schools and teach them about conservation. And so it really is awesome to teach kids about how cool animals are, but also teach them how we can keep them safe out in the wild. And if you're wondering what my favorite animal is, it is definitely a jaguar. They're just so pretty and smart and hot, you know? Okay, that's enough of that. Oh, wait, no, I have one more. Yes, my fifth basic thing about myself is that I love to travel. Now, I've never met a human being who does not enjoy traveling in some way, shape, or form. Some people may enjoy traveling differently than others, but I've never met a person who's just like, I don't know, I just don't like seeing other places in the world. I just don't like it. Never. But I really have not done that much traveling in my life, honestly. I was really fortunate to have been able to travel for the majority of year 2021, right after the pandemic. The vaccine came out, so we got vaccinated and things started to be on the up and up. 
So we got a one-way flight to Costa Rica, and we stayed there for a few months, and then we went to Mexico for a month, and then we had a little trip where we had to go back home because we ran into some bumps in the road as, you know, that just happens anytime you travel. So we went home for a couple of weeks and then we went out to Puerto Rico and that's where we spent most of our time. Uh, so really that's only three places, but we were gone for the majority of the year. So it feels like I am a seasoned traveler. And then I think about all the places that I've been in the United States and it is just not that many. There's just so much world to see and not enough money realistically to do that. So hopefully within the next couple years, I will be able to make it out to some of my places that I want to go to. The three places I think about pretty much on a daily, maybe hourly basis is Colombia, Italy, and Bali. Those are the three places that I'm like, I will give my entire left foot to go there. Whew, all right, well, there's all my basic things. So why don't we just hop on over real quick to my not so basic things. These are the things that I probably wouldn't share on my first day of college classes. Number one being, I just recently took a food sensitivity test and found out that my body doesn't like dairy. Yeah, we're gonna need a moment of silence for that one. There are a lot of not lactose intolerant people who strongly dislike cow's milk just because they don't like it or they think it's gross. And I am embarrassed to say that I am a cow's milk girly, okay? I don't just drink it straight with like a steak or a hot dog or anything like that. But I do enjoy cow's milk like in cereal or with cookies or pancakes. Ugh, I'm getting sad just thinking about it. So that's definitely been a struggle trying to find what to eat because it has just made cooking for myself very difficult and I just don't know what to make and I just end up eating out so much more. So I'm trying to be in my chef era. I'm trying to take care of myself, uh, but it's been, it's been a challenge. If anyone knows any dairy-free recipes, I would love them and my DMs are open. Now this test told me that I was sensitive to more than just cow's milk, okay? It came up with 16 sensitivities for me. Cow's milk just happened to be the highest one. So it is cow's milk, soy, and then it says a mild sensitivity to bananas, bell peppers, eggplants, lima beans, doesn't affect me in any way, uh, mozzarella, peanuts, pineapple, rye, sunflower seeds, wheat, yogurt, and all chicken products. That means the chicken itself, eggs, egg, egg whites, egg yolks, yolks. Why can't I say that word? So yeah, I'm trying not to overwhelm myself and I'm honestly just cutting one thing out at a time to see if it's even affecting me, but I can definitely, unfortunately, see a difference with my symptoms when I do not eat dairy. Okay, before I get too riled up, let's move on to number two, and that is that I am an avid thrift shopper. It is like therapy to me. It is like a drug to me. My entire outfit that I'm wearing right now is thrifted. 
And there is just something superb about finding something that fits you at the thrift store. I will live and die for that feeling. I honestly feel like it's more satisfying to do that than it is to do any other type of shopping. It's like a game. It's like a scavenger hunt. And I just, I, I just, I love it. I love it. Okay, number four. Oh no, number three is that I am a very crafty girl. Okay, I go through phases of which crafts that I like to do the most. I'm currently in my paint by number era, but that will sometimes be my crocheting era, my gardening era, or like my redecorate the entire house era. And it really does change all the time. And it's usually not two at the same time. I usually go through one because that's all I have time for if I want to maintain like, you know, my marriage and a social life, going to work, important things like that. Okay, we are going to move on to number four, and that is that I constantly am talking in movie quotes, TV show quotes, and TikTok sounds. It is quite embarrassing. Like, I will be hanging out with a not-so-media-savvy person, like one of my parents, and pop off with some sort of office quote or TikTok sound, and they look at me like I have Tourette's. And then I have to explain myself or show them the TikTok or show them the episode. But yeah, it is very likely that if I say something funny, it is probably not an original thought. (laughs) My main TV shows of choice are The Office, obviously. I have it memorized top to bottom. In fact, my friend and a bunch of other people went to The Office Trivia and we got fifth place. Which was pretty good considering there were like 25 teams there. But anyway, I feel like nowadays, the year of our Lord 2023, everyone has the office memorized top to bottom. It's not like a quirky thing that is unique to me. And I'm very aware of that. But I also love Modern Family and That 70s Show. I love Parks and Rec, uh, New Girl, Breaking Bad. And of course, I consume new content as well. This is just like my comfort shows. I saw somewhere on the internet, probably TikTok, but if you consume the same shows over and over and over, that you likely have anxiety. So I guess I have anxiety. But I also consume some not so very quotable shows. Like, think of the trashiest TV. That's what I love. Like, I want Love is Blind. I want The Ultimatum. I want Bachelor in Paradise. All of that. I haven't really gotten too deep into the ba- the ba- wow, the Bachelor franchise, honestly. I don't know. I just hear people say that they want to get out of the Bachelor franchise. So, I could be wrong. You can let me know if I need to deep dive into The Bachelor. Another reality TV show that I am kind of crazy for is Survivor. There's 44, 45 seasons of Survivor right now. That is insane. That is insane. And it just keeps getting better and better. Like they come up with new content every single season that makes it feel almost like it's a different show or it, it just it just keeps you engaged. And I love it. Okay, moving on. Um, my last one 
and this is going to be a short one, but it is that I like nothing on the floor. And I'm not saying that I'm a clean person because I definitely, I'm okay. I'm a, I'm a tidy person. Like I, I like to have a clean space and I feel like I get anxious and rattled when I'm just like living in my own filth. But when there's stuff that I am just like, oh, I'm just tired and I'm going to put this somewhere. I never throw it on the floor. Like my clothes that I change out of, they never end up on the floor. I put them on the bed or the nightstand or the dresser. Like there's just, there's nothing on the floor. And I don't know. I didn't even notice that until I got married and Will was like, I hate when you do this. <laughs> just put away your stuff, leave it off of all of the surfaces. But yeah, it's not a really exciting fun fact about myself, but I still just just thought I just thought I'd throw it out there as my last one. And I know what you might be thinking. Hey, Sierra, why are you starting a podcast? Well, let me tell you. I have wanted to do this for such a long time now. And honestly, I've just cared so much about how people perceive me and if people are gonna judge me. And then one life lesson that I have learned for myself is that if someone is gonna judge me for the life choices that I've made, that is quite literally none of my business. If what I do that makes me happy makes someone else upset for some reason, that's none of my business, you know? I can't control how people feel about me. I can just control what I do and what I put out there into the world, so now I'm finally letting myself do what I want. And I could not be more excited. I had a couple of different influential people in my life that kind of pushed me to the edge of kind of deciding if I wanted to start the podcast or not, basically. And that was, first of all, of course, my husband. Um, And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, focus on your strengths and let that be your success. Don't force anything and just be real. So that's truthfully where I got the name of the podcast as well because I was just like dwelling on this for so long. Like, what do I call the podcast? It has to be good. It's everyone's first impression. I don't want to come up with something dumb that I'll regret later. Um, And then keeping it real was was on my list. And then when Will said that, I was like, oh. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then um, another person that really, like, it had been on my mind for a long time. And I was like, yeah, I should totally, I should totally start my podcast. And then um, this girl who is a very popular podcaster herself, who I don't want to say her name because I'm a little superstitious. And she's on my list of people who I would want to someday be guest on my podcast. <laughs> but what she said is that all you have to... Well, let me look up the exact quote. One second. She said, podcasting is so low risk. If you want to start a podcast, I highly recommend because what is at risk besides your dignity and pride? So I guess I am putting my dignity and pride on the line, but I am am I not caring about what people think of me era. So I'm willing to do that. And like I was saying previously, I just don't really care anymore. And it's not that I don't care about anyone's opinion about me. It's just that I have so much more self-confidence now that it makes it so much easier for me to set aside the opinions of those people in my life whose opinions don't really matter. 
Okay, I think we are ready to move on to the real reason why we're all here, and that is the stupid things that we did as teenagers to have fun in a small town. And I'm going to share a couple of my own personal (laughs) stories, and then I also asked for submissions on my Instagram, which some of these are like so weird, wild stuff. Okay, first up, I got a lot of submissions that said, go drive around and go to the Walmart or go to the 7-Eleven. My question to that is, what did we do? I know that we were active participants. Like, I was an active participant. But, like, I don't remember. Did we walk around Walmart? Did we buy things? Did we need to be there? Or were we just, like, there? So, every time I go back home, I always... I'm scared to go into the Walmart because I know that I'm going to see someone that I know. And I don't know why that is just something that I choose to avoid in my life, but it always kind of freaks me out. Anyway, I also remember being in high school and these girls being like, let's go, we'll meet up in the Walmart parking lot and give each other piercings. Like what? What a weird location, first of all, and what a strange activity, second of all. Okay. Next up, we have ice blocking. This is a 10 out of 10 activity. If you've never been ice blocking, you've got to do it. If you don't know what this is, basically you go to the store and you buy a block of ice that you then find a hill with grass. It has to be with grass. And you put a towel on top of it and then you just slide down the hill. It's like sledding, but you do it not in the wintertime. I feel like it doesn't sound as fun when I'm explaining it like this, but it is so much fun. Okay, next submission is stealing traffic cones. What the hell? That is a whole new level of boredom for these teenagers. This is not one that I've even heard of. I didn't even know this was happening. But one thing that I did hear was happening, kind of on a similar note, is people stealing for sale signs out of other people's yards and putting them all in their friend's yard. And like, that is kind of funny, but also it affects so many more people than just your friend. And you're taking that out of people's yards who are trying to sell their house. It's probably a really stressful time in their life too. And then to have their for sale signs stolen, that's messed up. I do feel like stealing traffic cones is less messed up because there are so many of them and who owns who owns traffic cones really? Is it the government? Is it the construction company? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Next submission says we would go hammocking in the mountains. Now I did look this up to make sure that I was correct, but hammocking not a verb. Strictly a noun. But I also have used it as a verb. And we would just go hang hammocks up and do the same thing that we would be doing in our basements, but we'd be in the mountains. And yes, I did say mountain and not mountain. That is a strategic thing that I'm trying to change in my vocabulary because I do have a very strong Utah accent, I've been told. I am slowly training myself to not have that. I know that I like slur my words together sometimes too, but I'm working on it, okay? I'm working on it. 
Okay, next up we have high school sporting events. This is one thing that I absolutely love about having grown up in a small town is that people just care. Like people won't have kids in any of these sports. They'll just like show up because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> it was so fun as a high school student to have like everyone being involved and caring about that. And I know from some of my family members and my friends that Texas, it's like if you don't go to sporting events in Texas, you can just giddy up on out of here. All right, next up, go to parks and playgrounds. If I was a parent and I saw 16, 17 year olds on the playground that I was bringing my child to, I would turn around immediately. I would not go. I'd be scared. I'm scared of that age of kid. I, I really am, especially boys, like 16, 17 year old boys. I'm, I'm scared. I would be scared and I wouldn't want my child to be around that, honestly. All right, next submission says, we would go explore abandoned buildings. Okay, what? And look for treasure. What kind of treasure are you looking for in these abandoned buildings? I remember, oh my gosh, I forgot about this because I did it in middle school and I never did it ever again. But there was this area, what was it called? Oh, the mountain spa. It was called the mountain spa. And it was a, an abandoned spa. It had like a all of these buildings attached to it, clear signs that said do not enter, graffiti everywhere, like obviously some people had been in there doing whatever people do in abandoned buildings, whether that's drugs or devil worshiping, I don't know. But we would go in there just to like spook ourselves. Why? Why would we do that? Why why do people wanna be scared, first of all? I'm a big Halloween girly. I do love spooky season. And okay, I will occasionally go to a haunted house, but I I just, I don't get it. I don't get horror movies. I don't get, not a big fan of it. Oh, I gotta move on from this one. Okay, next submission. Oh yeah, this one is funny. It just says smoke weed. Um, I personally was not a weed smoker in high school. Neither were any of my friends, but hey, I, I kind of get it, you know? To each their own. And for the last, I have a couple personal stories. One of which is when I was probably about 17. And whenever my friends and I would get mad about anything, whether it was about a boy or drama or whatever, we would go to the thrift store or we would go to Walmart or something and buy cheap dishes. Oh my gosh, I'm cringing. I'm cringing just talking about this. We would go buy cheap dishes we would find an abandoned cul-de-sac. We had a couple different spots, one of which was like, there was a little bit of development happening, but there were no houses around. And we would crank the music. We'd turn our cars to face the middle of the cul-de-sac and we would just smash all of these dishes. It was like a little DIY rage room before I knew that they existed. And we did this quite a few times until one time, that the police rolled up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Someone called the cops on us, obviously. If I lived anywhere near that neighborhood and I saw these teenage girls just smashing dishes, I absolutely would call the police on them. (laughs) Police roll up and they were two really nice officers that were like, 
what are you doing? And we were like, uh, smashing dishes. Because <laughs> she got dumped. And they were so nice. One of them was even like, well, that, that looks satisfying. You should probably take up kickboxing, but I can see why this is something that you would be interested in doing. So basically, at the end of the day, they just said, clean it up. So that's exactly what we did. And that was the end of that story. That was the last time we ever went dish smashing. Anyway, I obviously don't advocate for that anymore because I work with animals and I get to teach people every day why it's important to pick up after yourself and to make sure that you're leaving wildlife better than you find it. But also, like, I had to learn my lesson, you know? I ha- the, the cops had to catch me. I'm glad they were nice. I'm glad we didn't get ticketed. Okay, la-di-da, moving on. Honestly, I had one more story to tell and I should have written it down because I can't remember it. It has left my brain and it's going to come to me in the middle of the night. It's gonna shock me awake. And in that case, if I do remember it, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll tell you next week. Well, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe and to rate and review the podcast. That would be very, very helpful to a little tiny baby podcast like mine. It really is the best way to show your support. So I would really appreciate that. And you can also go ahead and follow me on Instagram. That's at the keeping it real podcast underscore. That's keeping without the G and then with an underscore. Hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to get it without the underscore. But for now, that is what it is. And if you can't find it there, you can always find it on my personal Instagram, which is Sierra M. Andrew. That's kind of where all of the behind the scenes action is going to be taking place. That's where you can find submission boxes. That's where there's going to be polls. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to keep it real. Bye, y'all.